Welcome back to another episode of Schoolhouse Rocks. I am joined here today by a variety of high school students and high school staff members to talk about a very exciting program that we offer to our school community, as well as one that is accessible to students from other schools, our Sports Medicine Academy and partnership with Morris County School of Technology, which is also, because of that partnership, connected to County College of Morris. So today we hope to tell you a little bit about the history of the program, as well as some of the benefits it offers to students, again, not only from Roxbury High School, but those who apply to be a part of that academy uh, here at Roxbury High School. So before we get started, I'd like to introduce my guests. So please, let's go around the table. Tell us who you are and what you do here in our school or what grade you are in. Hello, my name is Stuart Mason. I'm the Director of Athletics and Student Activities here at Roxbury High School. Hi, I'm Cooper. I'm a junior in the Sports Med program. Hi, I'm Ali. I'm a junior in the Sports Med program. Hi, I'm Jules, and I'm a senior in the Sports Medicine program. Hi, I'm Diana, and I'm a senior in the Sports Medicine program. I'm Joe Koch. I'm the Clinical Coordinator for the Sports Medicine Academy and Head Athletic Trainer. Hi, I'm Corey Frelenza. I am the assistant athletic trainer and the instructor for the Sports Medicine Academy. All right, so five years ago, an idea was presented. We believe at Roxbury High School that we have a lot of really amazing things that we offer to our students and our school community, but we saw the potential to offer something more, something new, um, based on some of the accolades that Mr. Koch has well-deservingly been recognized for, um, for his skill and um, what he offers as an athletic trainer. But we also saw an opportunity to provide our students, as well as the potential for students outside of our school district, an opportunity to engage in learning experiences that would help drive their career and future interests, particularly as it pertains to athletic training, sports medicine, physical therapy, occupational therapy. There's a lot of opportunities that are presented um, after students have participated in this program. So after that idea was presented by Mr. Mason and Mr. Koch, we decided let's try it. We worked with Morris County School of Technology to design and develop a satellite academy here at Roxbury High School um, based not only on what we could offer instructionally, but also based on the facilities that we have to support uh, our students, our athletes, as well as instruction. And we saw a really great nexus there. Um, and the program was born. So we the idea was approved by Morris County School of Technology, and we are moving into our fifth year of that academy and we have students here, as you heard, that are juniors and seniors. So our seniors, the ladies, have been a part of the program from cohort one. They are the original original group of students. So before we talk to them about um, their experience as students and we hear from our instructors and trainers, Mr. Mason, tell us a little bit more about that idea because you were really the one that helped to cultivate this program from the very beginning, going from something that was just an idea, something that would be nice to talk about to reality that's allowing us five years later to talk about the successes of what that program has provided to students. So let's hear a little bit more about the beginnings, the very, very beginning. Uh, well, really what draw, what draw the strength here at Roxbury High School, and I say this all the time, uh, is really the people. We have outstanding teachers. Uh, we have outstanding students. We have outstanding leadership. Uh, it's an outstanding community. And what really makes Roxbury, in my opinion, uh, apart from other, other schools uh, and other districts, is our people. Uh, and sitting here at the table with me is Mr. Joe Koch. He's our head athletic trainer, and he's our trainer who has, had been here. Uh, Joe, how many years have you been here now? This is 27. 27 years. 
so he had been here over two decades uh, and really established himself uh, as, a, as a pillar in our, in our school district. He is uh, more than just an athletic trainer. Uh, he is involved in, in teaching our, our student-athletes how to, how to better take care of themselves, how to prevent injury. Parents know him. Parents go to him uh, when there's an issue. Uh, and he, everybody just knows uh, that you're going to get uh, the best advice and point it in the right direction uh, when you're dealing with Joe Koch. So, I don't know, it was six or seven years ago, we got great news that Joe Koch was selected as um, the, the State Athletic Trainer of the Year, which he deserved. We always knew he was the best, and for him to get that recognition was outstanding. Uh, a couple weeks after that, we got news that he had been selected as the Athletic Trainer of the Year for the Northeast region, which was excellent. We knew he was deserving of that. And then a few weeks later, we got the outstanding news that he was selected as the Athletic Trainer of the Year. Uh, this is really a, an outstanding recognition for him. It was great, and it was well-deserved, and it really brought into uh, the public and the community's eye everything that Joe does. Uh, he is more, as well as being an athletic trainer, he also sits on, and I'll let him talk about himself a little bit more, uh, but he is modest, on the board at Seton Hall. Uh, and he had a natural, uh, here at Roxbury, um, group of students that were for lack of a better word, shadowing him, trying to learn everything they could from him because they wanted to go into uh, his field, to the sports medicine field. Uh, and so what we thought was with the way that the world is now specialized and as uh, physical therapists now need doctorates and athletic trainers need to have masters in such a specialized world, we had these people, these students here at Roxbury that were interested in the program. It was just really a natural fit with Joe here with how he was doing things that we uh, sorted out so that we could get, we could get our students the, uh, the upper hand uh, in, a, in a career in sports medicine. All right, so before we pass it to Mr. Koch uh, to talk a little bit about the curriculum, partnerships with Seton Hall University, Mr. Ferlenza to talk about what the courses look like, Mr. Mason, uh, inadvertently, I think you left an, an important word out as you were talking about the collection of accolades that Mr. Koch was earning that really helped us um, push this thing forward from state to northeast. I, the third one was a little bit bigger than northeast. I think you left an important word out there. What, what, what was the third one? National Athletic Trainer of the Year. Did I leave that out? Yeah, you left out national. I think that's that's kind of the pivotal, pivotal <laughs> crescendo there. Um, for for that work. So National Trainer of the Year. <laughs> Certainly something to be proud of. So Mr. Koch, Mr. Ferlenza. So we have this idea. Mr. Mason, has, you know, kind of supported it, worked with it. Mr. Miller, who's the principal here at Roxbury High School. Uh, the two of them really helped champion something new with you guys. And so we took a leap. We made that partnership. And you guys started to design curriculum in an instructional sequence. Um, but as we were developing that idea, we knew that Mr. Koch couldn't do it alone. We knew that his his plate was very full with all of the things he does to support our student athletes. We knew we needed a trainer uh, who was also a teacher. So imagine trying to find a unicorn, someone who was a certified teacher to teach our students, but also had the knowledge, skills, and acumen to hang with Joe, the national trainer of the year, and also communicate um, a real scientific and uh, professionally accurate experience for our students and i gotta say here we sit very lucky one of the key components to having our program be so successful is mr forlenza um because he definitely checked all those boxes and then checked a box that is really hard to 
figure out when you're interviewing and hiring, which is his ability to communicate effectively and connect with our students. Uh, I think, you know, all of those things have really came together perfectly. Um, doesn't happen often. <laughs> um, you know, there's often some hurdles that we need to, to overcome, but certainly our personnel, as Mr. Mason already said, our strength is in the people. Mr. Falenza hit the ground running, joined our team, and the rest is kind of history in the making. So guys, tell us a little bit about the curriculum, the partnerships, and um, what that sequence looks like for our students. Okay, so so in addition to being an athletic trainer at Roxbury High School, I'm also a preceptor for Seton Hall University's graduate athletic training program. And I've done that for 20, 22 years as well. So the benefit of that was I was able to take that model and simplify that and conform it to the high school level. So we've been able to take that same experience where students go through foundational components of sports medicine. They go through pathology and kinesiology, as well as surgical intervention and hands-on experience. So we currently host graduate students from Seton Hall University. They come and they work under us uh, as athletic training staff, and they learn how to be athletic trainers to, to before they get certified to go into the real world. So we've modeled that program here at the high school level, which I think is awesome because it becomes a great transition from high school to college and to those students looking to go onto the healthcare profession. Um, and then from that perspective, we, like I said, we were able to modify it in order to create our programs. And I'll let Mr. Falenza talk about each individual class. So Mr. Falenza, while you're talking about the class, also describe the, the laboratory that you teach in, because while you're in a classroom, um, I don't think it kind of looks like a typical classroom. If people hear you talk about you teaching, it certainly does not meet the old school classroom style of desks in rows. So talk about how the environment also supports what you do with students. So in the classroom, instead of our um, traditional desks and, um, you know, we actually have what are known as we have treatment tables, which, you know, are used for a desk. You can be used as a desk. And then they also have a mat that's that's able to flip up on top of the desk, which allows them to, um, you know, provide which allows me to show them, you know, different different treatment techniques or testing techniques, you know, in class. So instead of just you know, watching a video on something, we're actually able to, you know, show them, you know, different special tests or different, um, you know, using them for, you know, goniometry, which is measuring your joint angles. We also have a bunch of different um, technical, you know, tools that are used by athletic trainers and other healthcare professionals, such as, you know, goniometers, sphygmonometers, um, blood pressure cuffs, um, stethoscopes. Um, and we also have a variety of different um, anatomical models, such as, you know, the skeleton, which is always a class favorite. Um, we also have, you know, an, a full length arm model. We have a body that has different organ that has the different organs and different, you know, bones that you're actually able to manipulate and take out of the, um, take out of the model and actually physically hold so you can see the real shape of it and know how it actually fits into the body rather than just, you know, looking at your typical skeleton. And you've also used, um, virtual 3d modeling software that has allowed students a little bit deeper, deeper dive into human anatomy. Can you talk about what that looks like? And we'll, we'll also get the student's perspective of having exposure to that. But tell us from an instructor standpoint what that, how that has fit into the instructional sequence for you. So we use, um, we use what's known as anatomy TV. We also use what's known as Body Works courseware, um, which is nice because it actually, with the courseware, it has its own, it has like, let's say I'm looking at the arm or the rotator cuff. It allows me to, you know, manipulate the rotator cuff and also has little facts about it that, you know, are really key points and really what I'm trying to get over, you know, have the students take a look at, but allows me to talk about it in a more conversationalist way 
um, while they're looking at it and get the real didactic information. So I may be able to talk about, you know, how it might be used seen clinically while they get the real deep, you know, nitty gritty anatomical information at the same time. All right. Awesome. So let's, let's move to our students. I mean, right from the beginning, one of the things I think we don't acknowledge enough as the educators um, is that we expect students to make decisions about their future and their adult lives at a very young age. And in many ways, I would argue too young. Um, it's really challenging to identify what your future holds. Um, and so this process begins in the in the fall of eighth grade. So if you're an eighth grader, you know, the fall is really the time you have to kind of decide that journey. And that can be really complicated. That can be a difficult decision. Um, and so before I invite our students to kind of chime in on not only what that decision was like for them, but what their learning experience has been like ever since, uh, I also want to just kind of throw this out there that we don't, as educators and as parents, give enough credit to the idea that when a student embarks on a journey or makes a decision about their learning process or how that connects to their future, we don't give enough value to the con the disconfirmation. I'm not sure if that's a word or if I just made it up, but you know what I mean. Oftentimes, we expect students to participate in something and confirm their suspicions that they like it and or love it or somewhere in the middle, but there is equal value to finding the opposite, right? Like I really thought I would be in interested in medicine in this instance or teaching or cooking, but after I've gone through this class, while I may have enjoyed myself to some degree, I've realized this isn't where my future lies. There's a lot of value in that, particularly while students are still in high school, where there's lots of support. There's school counselors. You have amazing people like Mr. Mason, Mr. Koch, Mr. Falenza, Mr. Miller, school counselors, teachers. There's a lot of layers of support in place in a high school that, in fairness, when students go beyond the walls of a high school, our high school in included, and you go off to adult life, um, a place like County College, a four-year college, a workplace, those layers of support are diminished because the adult expectation increases. So I also love the idea and, you know, that maybe we've learned this isn't really for me. And I may love my time with Mr. Koch and Mr. Falenza and being a part of the program, but I'm going to go be an architect. <laughs> so I just want to throw that out there before you guys jump in, because if that's been your experience, cool, let's talk about it. Um, but let's start with kind of whoever wants to jump in. What was the application part like? Um, tell us also where what school district you came from because while we have four students with us only one of those four students is a Roxbury student kind of coming up through the through the years so her experience is probably a little bit different than everyone else's experience and the decision to I want to stay in my high school join the teams I came up with like that's a different decision for the rest of you so let's talk about that let's start with the application um, I'll start. So as somebody from Roxbury, my mother like introduced me to the idea of attending Votech, whether it was sports medicine or another program that interests me. It just happened to be that um, I've always been interested in sports medicine since I was younger. I always wanted to be with physical therapy just because I've grown up around sports. So having the opportunity to have a Votech program in my school already was like an easy decision for me to make because I could still be with the people I grew up with and be in the sports programs that like I grew up with. I could also have access to gaining knowledge about what I want to do early on. So once I figured that out, we applied and I had to take a test. I had to do an interview and then we found out from there and then I had to make a decision on what I wanted to do. And I ended up choosing to come here and it was a really easy transition for me because I already knew everybody and um, it was really nice to get to know people that I didn't already know by being in the program. And I feel like I kind of was able to bring a lot of those people in with me and 
I hopefully made them feel comfortable coming to Roxbury. So I think that was a really cool um, part of being like somebody already from Roxbury in the program. I'll go next. So um, I am not from Roxbury at all. I am from Parsippany Troy Hills School District, uh, particularly particularly um, Parsippany Hillside, which is like we're really specific about that. But um, at Brooklawn Middle School, Morris County Botech actually isn't allowed in because they don't want us from Parsippany Troy Hills to really go to tech. They don't really acknowledge tech as much. But as soon as applications opened, my mom was like, listen, I want you to go somewhere else. I want you to get a better education than what's in town. So I immediately put in an application for sports medicine. And a main driver behind that is I want to be a nurse. But instead of going allied health route or something like that, it was looking at the fact that I would have, in my opinion, I think I have great like hands-on experience, especially in clinicals. I love being here. And um, it was just the fact that I would be coming to a school that would be that I, where I would be included in general population. Like it wasn't just kids who are going to academy specific classes almost. Um, it was just refreshing as well because, you know, Roxbury, they have a cheer team growing up. I'm a cheerleader. Roxbury has always had great cheer. It was a main driver. I'm not going to lie. Um, they really like it's amazing to be here. But um it was either going to be between here or Morris Catholic, and thankfully I got in here, so I was like, of course I'm going to go to Roxbury. I have the opportunity for my senior year to go to CCM, which was a huge driver. I mean, the fact that I could get credits my senior year for college and be able to plan my schedule and be able to get a jump start on what I wanted to do really just drove it for me. All right, cool. Fellas? So for me, for me, um, the application process was different because it was during covid so basically it was like instead of having to take a test and having to do an interview we just made a video and then from there um they would assess it on grades and then after that it would kind of be like a random selection but for me i kind of like steered more towards the medical field because my sister got into the healthcare academy that was in votech so um, me being young i was just like oh let me just do what my sister's doing so then like I looked into it and I started to get myself interested in the field. So then when I applied to sports med, I was like, um, oh, like this would be like an interesting um, place to go into because I want to like explore the medical field. And that's pretty much how like I got into wanting to go in the medical field. And so far, like I really like it. All right. Cooper, tell us a little bit about your experience. So, um. Similarly to Ali, my because I was during COVID, my application was a little different. So we had the video, and um, at first I didn't really know what I was interested in, but I thought it seemed like a great opportunity, so I applied. And uh, once I actually started going to the school, I really felt like it was great, and I really fell in love with it. And that's that's how my experience was. All right. So, you know, a couple different pieces that were, were there. Uh, once upon a time, the initial application process still begins in eighth grade. Uh, that hasn't changed. And once upon a time, there was a test and an interview, as Jules shared. Um, when the pandemic impacted pretty much every aspect of school operations and you know, life, um, Morris County School of Technology did change that process a little bit and kept some of the old pieces and has some new pieces. So the current process 
um, does begin in the fall of eighth grade. Students need to identify uh, if they're interested in an academy. Um, they still need to take an admissions test. I think they kind of waived that in for a little piece while we were um, impacted by the pandemic, but that admissions test is a part of the application process. The video is a part of it. Students talk about who they are as well as uh, providing a packet of information about them as a student. Um, and then staff from Roxbury High School and staff from Morris County School of Technology review that information to try and identify candidates for acceptance into the program. Uh, one of the key components that is uh, really challenging and, in fairness, a part of young adult and future uh, adult life is making difficult choices. Uh, one of the expectations that Morris County School of Technology has is that you can only submit one application for an academy. Uh, you can't apply to four or five and hedge your bet and you know kind of get into one. And so that is definitely something that students need to consider carefully, uh, not only the program and how it aligns with their future goals, but also the location where that is housed. So there are a couple options. There are shared time programs and there are full-time programs. Um, there's satellite, satellite academies like ours here at Roxbury High School, which is what we'll continue to focus on here. And, you know, Diana Cooper, Ali kind of talked about this. When you um, apply for and become accepted into a program like this one here at Roxbury High School, which is in a satellite academy, you're no longer a student of your former school district. You're a Roxbury Gale. You're a part of our school community from top to bottom. Um, we coordinate transportation to our school. Um, students are able to participate in and encouraged to, quite frankly, participate in um, activities, both sports, um, and really become immersed in what it is to be a part of the school community. Um, you know, I will say this, you know, because Diana mentioned, you know, access to Morris County School of Technology as they promote the programs. That is something that we do here at Eisenhower Middle School. And, and it is definitely um, a challenge for school districts because Morris County School of Technology uh, attracts lots of students that schools want to keep in their in their district. And so while that is a challenge, um, Morris County School of Technology has been a great partner uh, for us. They've been really supportive of our program. They've given Corey and Joe and Stu kind of the space to operate the program as they see fit. Uh, they've made some adjustments for us. So while the four students you heard from talked about and um, applying for and becoming part of the program in their eighth grade year, we've worked with Morris County School of Technology to allow some some latitude for students who are moving into their 10th grade year. So during ninth grade, maybe students are thinking like, hey, I really wish I had become a part of that. We've been able to start to um, maneuver given some certain circumstances, some space for students, if the space permits to be a part of the program. So uh, they have really been a great partner for us. So I'm glad that we're able to work with them. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about some of the other benefits. So there was a mention to participating in CCM full-time. Uh, I want to hear girls talk about that because I know you're both in, invested in that. Um, Mr. Koch also talked about his connection with Seton Hall University. Um, there is a, an additional component to the program, as well as some of the other courses we offer, that we have a dual enrollment partnership with Seton Hall. So students have the option to purchase Seton Hall transcripted credits for participating in these classes. So uh, let's talk. Let's just go through that. So talk about your experience and what this, let's go back a little bit. What was the decision like? So your juniors last year. You are both athletes here in the school, and so the decision, should I go to CCM for my senior year, should I not, what that decision looked like, and now that you're in it, let's talk about your experience as pretty much a senior slash freshman. <laughs> so for me, I had a different experience than a lot of people that are at CCM. A lot of them knew like that that's something they've wanted to do since they like joined the program. For me, it was something... I was back and forth with because I knew that it was 24 free credits that could transfer to a school that I wanted to like one of a 10, 
But then there was also a fact of like a disconnect during my senior year that I was concerned with. And going into it, even when I decided CCM, just because I, it was something that I feel like couldn't turn down because it was such a great opportunity. And now that I'm in it, I realize that I'm not, it's up to you to stay connected within your school. There's so much that Roxbury has to offer. And for me, like being in a sport, I feel like I've never left. I'm here all the time and I just pop in whenever I want to, just to, if, whether it's to see teachers, visit friends, be in the athletic training room and just be like in this environment. It's something that I have the option to do. So I think it's really up to you whether or not you want to like be involved in the community or not and to stay connected throughout your senior year. So I'm really happy with the like the decision I made and being able to have this schedule and be on my own schedule is really nice. So that's my experience. Um, I always knew I wanted to go to CCM like that was like just a huge like driver for me. But um, overall, like I love the courses that we were able to take. Um. I did run into a slight problem around the end of August, though, with one of my classes, but and I looked at a possibility of going to Roxbury this year, but when I really was able to sort it out, I could not turn down CCM, and it all worked out, so luckily I'm there. So, yeah, you, you kind of mentioned transferring credits, and so... Um, I guess I should start by saying that this is not an intentional endorsement or sponsoring of CCM, but I'm going to jump on my soapbox and endorse CCM. County College of Mars is a fantastic school. Um, I think that the uh, the mentality that you know is driving decisions about post high school education is one that people should carefully consider. Um, we are very fortunate to live in an area where we have a county college and a partner who provides a very high level educational experience for students at a, an incredibly reasonable cost, particularly when you compare it to the cost of four-year university um, in in this current day and age. Um, I'm not sure that that, that that cost equation was ever one that made sense, but um, when you weigh the benefits of what you get out of CCM education um, and throw on top of that um, a little-known fact that folks aren't always aware of around uh, New Jersey, there is a law in the state of New Jersey that any credits earned at a county college are guaranteed to be transferable to any public college in New Jersey. I, I think we're also fortunate to live in a state where we have a really great network of public public colleges. Um, so th yeah, that is something that I think is important. But um, I think it was Diana who used this word free. The partnership <laughs> through CCM um, does, or maybe maybe it was Jules. I don't know. You both kind of <laughs> talked about your experience, but the. Uh, the CCM partnership allows students who attend CCM full-time their senior year access to free credits, right? So for the dual enrollment credits, if you buy the credits through Seton Hall or you participate in any one of the other dual, dual enrollment courses, while it's really kind of pennies on the dollar, um, the, the access as a part of the academy, because of the partnership with Morris County School of Technology, gives students access to free transcripted credits at the County College of Mars. And I think that's a pretty big deal. Um, I say that as an educator and a parent <laughs> who is in the process of planning, you know, down the line for my own children's future. Uh, it's definitely something that I think is important for us to acknowledge and recognize. Um, the other piece is, you know, you there was a mention before, and all four of you are in different places on this. There is a clinical internship aspect to our program that begins, fellas, correct me if I'm wrong, freshman year. Is that right? Yep. All right. So couple of hours and it grows incrementally from freshman, sophomore, junior to senior year. So students have access. But what that really also includes and, and, and is the reality of a professional network. So students who are confirming their suspicion that they want to get into some aspect of health science um, or the or related fields, 
the access to the clinical internship hour, let me rephrase that, having to complete the required hours, right? I didn't want to make it sound like a choice. Thanks. Diana's giving me the thumbs up. I didn't want to missell that thing. <laughs> Does allow our students the opportunity to develop and begin to develop their own professional network. Um, so let's not undersell the value of making professional connections. So I'm going to invite any of you who want to jump in, Joe, Corey, as well as the students. Let's talk about the clinical internship and what those hours meant or mean to the learning experience, but also to yourselves in terms of here's what I want to do with my life. All right. Well, um, so during our time, I think it's freshman, sophomore, and junior year is 25 hours, right? And then um, I think senior year, we have to have our own internship and gotcha. it's 120 hours in a capstone project. So I think that having the three years of a required um, like clinical internship, like prepared us for the senior year experience. And like we talk about like, performing all these tasks in class but it doesn't really compare to like getting that like like experience like in person and seeing like um Mr. Koch and Mr. Forlenza like actually at work so I think like being able to see it like on like being the first to see it is like really important to like understand like th is this something I want to do because like as I've like watched them do their job I realized that maybe athletic training isn't for me and that I want to be more like secondhand and like don't want to be the first one on the scene so it's something that allowed me to get a better better understanding of what I want to do in my future so I think it was really important um in my opinion I loved hours with Mr. F and Mr. Koch and that's because it was just so they just explained everything as they did it it was so natural you weren't in a classroom you were able to enjoy what you were doing I actually learned the gate theory from Mr. Koch before Mr. F even taught it in class which was just really funny it just it just gives a greater understanding of what you are learning because you are able to see it firsthand and it's demonstrated and you just build a great relationship with people around the school as well as you get to know them and as they get to know you. So for somebody who's new coming in, oh, who's that? Oh, that's Diana. She works in the AT room. It just, it helps so much. And I, I highly recommend it because it gives you the hand-on experience to know if you want to be an athletic trainer or not. And even if you don't, that's okay because you are still learning things about the medical field that you don't even realize it sometimes. It just, it's just so great overall. As the girls just mentioned, that was one of our goals for having our structured learning environment. So with them going into the situation where they do get some hours freshman year, every freshman is a little bit nervous. But when they come into that athletic training room setting, they're learning how to engage with other students. They're learning how to engage with coaches. They're learning how to engage with adults. They're learning how to engage with the teaching staff. Um, our students, in addition to observing what we do as an athletic training staff, do get involved in the sense that they may coordinate a part of the care for that athlete and, and they can kind of observe and see, okay, what is, what is that treatment involved and, and how is that effect on that? And then what is our, what are our decisions with regard to, okay, are we going to return someone to play? Are we going to hold them out? Are they going to, are they going to go and practice or not? So they get to learn all that. And then, and then when we walk through that situation of, okay, this person has an ankle sprain, what is our plan of care for that individual? So in addition to the educational component, they're going to get that interaction with another human being which is very vital in our perspective that is necessary with regard to the healthcare profession. So they're not just sitting in a classroom, looking on a computer, they're actually interacting with other students and staff members. So yeah, I agree with like um, what Diana, Jules and Mr. Koch were saying, like whenever we're in the AT room, like actually observing, I feel like it helps us understand what's going on more. Like sometimes I would be with Mr. F in the room and he would, like uh, tell me like, oh, we learned about this. And then he shows it to me hands on, which makes it 
better to see in person rather than just like um, if we're in class uh, doing work online or something. So then that just helps like reinforce the knowledge better. And I feel like, um, as they said before, it, it like helps you understand like what you want to do. Like sometimes we do stuff with physical therapy and like I understood from that, like maybe I don't really want to go into physical therapy, but like with athletic training, I feel like it was like more interesting to me. So um, that made me think to think of like maybe possible like orthopedic medicine or other things like relating to that. Yeah, I feel like the clinical internship was so valuable because I learned so much in like real life and I could see things that we learned in class happening like in front of me and I just felt like during those hours I learned so much. I think Cooper's right when he talks about real life and I think that's one of the lessons our students learn through this clinical piece with with Joe and Corey is they're actually working with people that are injured, with people that are patients, people that are in different kinds of scenarios, before they can actually treat somebody who's injured on the field, they need to get them to calm down. Are they worried about where their parents are? Do they have to deal with a parent who's upset about somebody who's hurt? There's so much interaction that goes into that that you're not going to learn in a textbook or you're not going to learn from watching a video. And I think that's really the invaluable piece is when you're working with people and how to, how to best work with people, work as a team uh, and collaborate uh, and when you're in a pressure situation where the decisions you make are going to affect somebody's um, health, uh, you, you have to make those decisions under stress. And th that's, that's the experience they're getting that I think is, is really remarkable. And, and I have to say, as um, an educator, as just someone who's listening to you all talk about your involvement in this program, um, it, the thing that is resonating the most with me, which I love, is it's so application-based, right? As, you know, we you hear a lot about 21st century learning which i i, I do chuckle at because we're almost a quarter of the way through there so we we probably should come up with a new title soon so we'll talk about future oriented learning while there is still in my opinion too much traditional learning which is teacher talks student writes right um and so the the main crux of this program starting out at freshman year which i really love is its application with hands-on we're doing things um we're implementing our learning. I mean, even as Corey said in the classroom, there's no desks. The desks are actually training tables <laughs> that we sit at when we use them to to learn. And then we flip the, the mats up and we use them hands on. Um, and the students are in the training room with two exceptional experts um, learning hands on and in real time. So I mean, if you're interested in the medical field, while it may not be specifically sports medicine, um, the access to anatomy, physiology, um, training, support, um, and just the intangible things that Mr. Mason just talked about. How do you calm a patient so that you can, so that they're in the right frame of mind to even have a conversation about how they're feeling? Um, you know, those, those skills are hands-on and in the moment. And as much as you can talk about it until you've actually experienced it, until you've actually been in that moment, it's really hard to quantify or describe. Um, so, I, I really appreciate all of what you have shared, folks, about our program. I think it really is an exceptional one. Mr. Mason, looking back five years ago, I mean, in, while, while in, in your personal life, you are an incredibly f proud father, you know, talking, you talk about your family frequently. I mean, you kind of fathered this program in a way. So tell us what that feels like to hear them talk about where we've come 
in our first full cohort. The girls are the first graduates of this program. So what what's that mean and how have we come? And then we'll wrap it up there. Uh, it's, it's really impressive when you watch these students grow up from uh, eighth graders when we actually get to see them in interviews and in videos and talk about what they might want to do and who, what they think they want to do. Uh, and then you see who they are as, as they grow up. Uh, and can't be, we could not be more proud uh, of to see these students uh, develop into uh, you know, people who are going to have really positive careers and really affect the world in a positive way. Ultimately, that's, that's our goal. We want uh, our, our students to go forward and leave, lead uh, productive and happy lives and make a difference in the world. And that's what, we're, that's what these students are going to do. Uh, and as, as we always like to say here, every day is a great day to be a Gale, uh, and we could not be more proud of these Gales uh, here today. And our, every, everybody who enters our sports medicine program graduates a Gale.